in a world where badgers guard against procrastination, this is the News Nest. Hi everyone, this is Sparrow. Welcome to the News Nest. This is the 15th episode of the News Nest, which while doesn't sound like very many, um, if you think about it in terms of time commitment, it's actually um, been a long time. That means it's been 15 weeks, which is almost four months. Next week it'll be four months since we started the show, and I am having a fantastic time doing it, and I hope you guys are um, still enjoying it, and I hope it's still been something that's helping people keep up with what's going on in Talkland. I want to explain the introduction. Um, the news this past week was that um, Stephanie Tenionitz, she has moved um, to her hopefully now permanent home in the United States. Um, she has moved to Colorado and she was um, blowing up the Twitter feed with all kinds of cool updates about how her trip was going and how she was getting settled in, which was really neat um, to see. And one of them, she was saying that um, her Badger friends were telling her to get to its sister on um, getting back to work. And I can only hope that that means that there's going to be new designs coming out soon, but um, that could mean music or something else. I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought it was funny and... Um, so that's what <laughs> the introduction was about today. We are still chugging along in the FPF thread, trying to get to 100 posts before the end of March. Um, we only have 10 more days, guys, so we, we need to get in there and chat some because we're pretty far away still. Um, but I have a feeling that as it gets down to the wire, people will start showing up and just spending a lot more time. Um, especially in the last 24 hours, I think we'll probably have like a big chat bonanza party so I, I don't have any doubt that we'll make it um this week's fpf winner was super crab congratulations super crab and uh now for this week's quest clue after many discussions and drawing of diagrams the group had come to a decision as to which door to take carefully they approached scared had they made the right decision? What may lie behind the door? The feathered lady was the one to open the door, and the sparrow had volunteered to be the first to enter the door. In the sparrow flew, and back it came after a short moment. Come in, she twittered excitedly. I think we are safe. As safe as we might be on this bloody quest, the dwarf muttered, but entered with the others nevertheless. When everybody had entered the next chamber, the door fell shut with a loud bang and then, miraculously, vanished into the wall. They were standing in another perfectly circular room, but this time there was no door at all. In the middle of the room was what looked like a pond, and the center of that pond was a rock, and on the rock there sat a little girl with long green hair. With her huge eyes, she looked at the group. Then she started talking. You, she started, are visitors. Confused, the questers nodded. We are looking for the prophecy, the feathered lady started, but fell silent when the girl stared at her. Not here, the girl said with a giggle in her tone. It is somewhere down there, she said, indicating into the water of the pond. But you cannot go in there without my help, she continued, or you will drown. And will you help us? 
the dwarf asked with a skeptical glance at the water. He hated water and could barely swim. The girl looked at him for a long while before she continued to talk. You are from the outer world, aren't you? The members of the group nodded, wondering what might come next. I will help you, the girl said, if you show me what flowers look like. I have heard about spring and flowers that bloom, but I have never seen one. So, if you can show me how flowers look like, feel like, smell like, I will help you to get further on your way to the prophecy. There was a short moment of silence, but then the group started talking. The hare started to talk about the smell of the first flowers of spring, and the sparrow fell in to describe the colors. The elf started to talk about the delicacy of cherry blossoms, when suddenly the girl stood up and started to shout. Her green hair was flying around her face that did not look girlish anymore when she yelled out, Be quiet! Show me, don't tell me. I want to see flowers. Feel them, smell them. I don't need your words. I want to sink my hands into them like I can sink my hands into this pond. She looked at them furiously before she continued. I will come back in a week's time. Provide me with flowers then, or you will feel my anger. With these last words, she jumped into the water. Her legs turned into a fishtail, and the group was showered in water when it flapped against the surface of the pond. Everybody sat down, and an excited discussion began. How were they to show the girl, the mermaid, what flowers were? Nobody had brought any into the chambers. They thought and discussed and thought again, when suddenly a shy little squirrel jumped into the middle of the group. If I may make a suggestion, he asked politely. Everybody fell silent to listen to the squirrel. Maybe we could knit some flowers, it continued, or crochet some. What a fabulous idea, the feathered lady called out. We could wash them in some flower essence I have brought with me to make them smell like real flowers. She will be able to touch them and feel them and smell them. If we make enough, she will even be able to sink her hands in them like she wished for. Everybody was very excited. They got out their needles and hooks and yarn and started to make flowers that would hopefully be acceptable for the girl. So that is this week's quest. It is not a riddle. It is just a task. You just have to knit or crochet one or more flowers to teach the little mermaid girl what flowers are. Um, Lily Lalu suggests perhaps knitting a flower that best represents spring where you live. Um, but it, I don't think it, that's a requirement. You just need to knit or crochet one or more flowers. And there's going to be two prizes for this task. One will be a name drawn. Um, she's going to put all the names into a raffle and draw. And one will be for the flower that gets the most votes. The task needs to be completed by March 25th at 6 a.m. CET, which I believe is Central European time. Um, and then after that point, we'll collect all the contributions and let everyone vote. So March 25th, which is this upcoming Sunday at 6 a.m. Central European time is when that needs to be done. Um, other news for this week now. There is 
uh, again, not a whole lot going on that's brand new, but um, I do want to mention that, again, Stephanie has moved into her new home in Colorado, so congratulations to Stephanie for getting all settled in, and I saw the pictures on her blog of her new space if everyone hasn't seen, you should definitely go and check it out because they're beautiful. Her blog is tinylknits.wordpress.com, and um, it's it's very, very lovely. So, But what did you expect, really, coming from Stephanie? Anything less than lovely would just not have been her. Um, there is a lot going on right now in the shawl support group thread. Um <clears throat> The deadline for the uh, big prize draw is coming up. It is... Uh, you have to have your photograph, your finished shawl in the thread by April 6th. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And um, I think you have to have cast on between February 1st and April 5th. So you only have like 12 more days or 10 more days or something like that to cast on. Um, so if you'd like to come and hang out and, and, and just show off your shawls too if you don't want to do the um the draw the big prize draw that's fine just come and hang out we've been having lots of fun talking about shawls over there the some cloudy day um knit along is coming to an end you have about a week left to get your finished objects and the thread to be considered for any of the awesome prizes and thank you again to everyone who offered up prizes um to make the knit along something fun and really special so thanks guys and um, all the finished objects so far are absolutely beautiful, and uh, I can't wait to see even more in the next week. The spring swap is um, still going on. There's nothing really new to report there. Looks like people are still busy crafting, and a few have sent, but I think everyone's still probably in the middle of crafting. And um, I've been having lots of fun lurking in that thread and seeing all the fun and mysterious clues and hints that everyone's dropping for their partners. So... Um, everyone's having fun there and that's kind of it there's you know there's not a whole lot new um same things that have been going on um the knit along that i mentioned last week for the guernsey wrap still there um and that's that's about it so everybody make your way over to the fpf fpf thread as much as you can and chat because again if we make it to 100,000 posts before the end of march then we're going to Stephanie's going to be giving out a mother load and everyone who posts on the page of the winning post will also be getting a free pattern so it's a pretty big deal guys get in there and chat I've seen a lot of chatter in the are you chatty thread move all that over to the FPF thread and we'll 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 make it um so that's the news this week's interviewee is Squidney Knits um she has been in Talkland for quite some time, but she's been real quiet lately, so I thought I would call her out for an interview. And she wasn't able to record, but I've got her answers here, and they are some good ones. So I'm just going to jump right in. What brought you to Talkland? And Squiddy Knit says, Miss Tiny Owl herself. One of the first designers I found on Ravelry was Tiny Owl Knits, and I remember thinking, oh my god, this is it. I saw all her projects and wanted to make everything. Aside from crafting, what's your favorite thing to do? I love to read and write and always have and always will. I also love scoping out vintage shops and collecting old photographs. My new hobby that I'm getting into, however, is scuba diving. What kinds of yarns or fibers do you like? Well, I work in a yarn shop, so I'm surrounded by amazing yarn all the time. 
I would have to say my favorite fibers are BFL, Merino, and Baby Alpaca. It's taken me over a year, but I have narrowed down my all-time favorite yarns to two, Madeline Tosh Light for fingering weight and Shepherd's Wool for worsted weight. How did you learn to knit and what projects or techniques do you like the best? I learned from a friend in high school solely because I wanted to make a Gryffindor scarf. Usually I would say that lacework is my favorite, but occasionally Fair Isle comes in too. I always find myself wanting to knit stripes for some reason as well. What project of the projects you've made so far do you remember the best? I remember my first traveling woman shawlette and my oh my bear sweater because they were both ones that traveled around with me. My shawl went all through Europe on trains, boats, cabs, and hostels, and I have a little memory in each country knitting it. I will never forget knitting the oh my bear sweater at a heavy metal concert that my brother dragged me to. I got some interesting looks. If you guys have not seen Squinny's oh my bear sweater, you should go check it out. It is absolutely adorable. Definitely the cute, I mean, it's so cute. I love it. Um, if I if I knit one, she, hers is definitely going to be my inspiration. Is there any familial importance or significance to knitting, crochet, or crafting for you? She says, nope, no one in my family knits besides me, and I. but I taught my younger sister last year, so hopefully um, her and I will start the tradition. How did you learn to knit, and what was the moment or project where you realized you couldn't live without it? I learned from a friend and for the first year just knit Harry Potter scarves. It all changed in math class when two other girls at my table also knit. We all started knitting together during math class. Our teacher didn't care at all. He just called us grandma's table. And we formed a knitting group with three others. That's when it became an obsession. If you had a chance to make someone something for anyone in the whole of time and space, what would you make and who would you make it for? I would make a beautiful green-gray lacy scarf for Virginia Woolf. If you could go back in time for 24 hours, where and when would you go? Oh goodness, that's probably the hardest question in the world. Either Bloomsbury in the 1920s, Paris in the 1920s, London in the 1850s or the 1910s, or New York in the 1940s. So many choices. What is your favorite fairy tale and why? Snow White. It has always been the original Snow White fable. I love everything about it and all the ways modern day and Disney tries to portray it. Okay, everyone has a quirk, so what is your quirk? She says, no making fun of me for this. Ever since I can remember, I have walked on my tiptoes when I am not wearing shoes. I have no idea why I do it. It's just instinctive. So strange, I know. It's, it's actually, I don't think that that's that strange. Um, my daughter, who is two, actually does that as well. She walks on her tiptoes it, unless she's wearing shoes. Um, so you're not alone. <laughs> unless maybe my kid's strange too. Who knows? <laughs> when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? It went back and forth from fashion designer to marine biologist. Sometimes I would design clothes for marine animals. And so those were all the standard questions. And then um, there were a couple from um, Owlies who had PM'd me. One person wanted to know about Squinny's knitting designs. Um, she's got a few. And the one in particular they wanted to know about was the cape. There's a very pretty cape called Leaves of Grass. Um, was there something special that inspired it? And do you plan to design again? Squinny Knits says, 
When I designed Leaves of Grass, I was really getting into Jane Austen in that era, and I liked knitting things that are inspired by what time period I am currently engrossed in. It's ever-changing. Someday I would love to design more. I love designing, it just takes so much work. Hopefully I will get one or two more in before I go off to school. Okay, somebody else wanted to know about Squinny's tattoo. She has a large portrait tattoo of Virginia Woolf on her arm. And they wanted to know, how did Virginia become so important to you? And what is it about her writing that speaks to you? Oh, Virginia, she's my girl. My favorite lit teacher got me into her only about a year and a half ago. But it was love at first sight. I have always been just as fascinated with the authors as I have been with their novels, curious of what made them write their books. Wanting to be an author myself, I try to connect with the authors I admire, and since 85% of them are dead, that means I study them. Mrs. Dalloway was my first wolf book, and I could not believe her writing style. It's like poetic prose. Almost every page, I would audibly sigh with the beauty of her writing. And Wolf as a person, I loved her ambiguous sexuality, I loved her hatred of sexist doctors and her need to be different, her wit, her humor, her antisocial side, as well as her lively Bloomsbury gal side. I could really write a book about why I love Virginia Woolf, but I will cut it short for your sake, concluding with the fact that she will always and forever be my writing muse. Thank you very much, Squiddy Knits. I really appreciated getting to know you better, and uh, I know everyone else did too, so thanks. And now for this week's limerick provided to us by Badger's Mama. This week's limerick is a reflection of the um, the uh, what I was talking about earlier with the um, tweet from Tiny L saying that <laughs> the uh, badgers were telling her to get to work. There is a quite badgerous quirk of making oneself go berserk. Seeing something undone is never our fun. I'm telling you now, get to work. <laughs> so, Stephanie, if you're listening, everyone says, get to work. <laughs> We'd love to see some new designs out of you very soon. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye.